Hello and welcome to Inside the Squad, a community outreach podcast brought to you by the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Inside the Squad is hosted by Lieutenant Scott Galloway and Specialist Shauna Wainscott of the Community Outreach and Crime Prevention Unit within the department. We discuss all topics related to the day-to-day operations of the Lafayette Police Department, and we feature interviews with officers and other public safety personnel who want to give you an inside look at law enforcement. Our goal is that you find this podcast interesting and informative, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Squad. I'm your host, Lieutenant Scott Galloway. This is the third part in our four-part series on officer wellness. We've had great feedback on the last two. That was the nutrition and stress components. We had Dr. Will available and Chief Flannelly and Eno Shields, and they're back with us today for our third part of the series. Before we get started, Brian Gossard's here. How's it going, Brian? It's great. And again, Shauna Wayne Scott. Hey, Shauna. Hello. And with us, as always, we have our technical support with Alan Schwab, and we're glad to have our city communications and marketing director with us, Patty Payne. Hi. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk today about sleep. This is one of those just kind of low level, nobody thinks about sleep, but how important is it? So the word we often hear now is called sleep hygiene. And Chief, if we could ask you right away here, what is sleep hygiene? It's the practice of good sleep, just like it would be for anything else, like uh, dental hygiene, taking good care of your teeth. Um, if you want it to, la- if you want your teeth to last a long time, you have to floss, brush, avoid all the excess sugar and candy, and just take good care of them. And and sleep, I think, is probably the most important thing and one of the most underrated uh, steps in our in our wellness process. And why does that affect police officers so much? Is it because of the shift work or the stress, or why do police officers struggle so much with sleep? If you're, most of us you, were, were born to, to really be in sync with natural circadian rhythms, and mo- I, I think all of us understand that. When it's, when it's light outside, you're supposed to be awake, and when it's dark outside, you go to sleep. Uh, if we want to talk Paleolithic ages, you know, at night, as human beings, you you found a, a really tall tree to climb and maintain some safety or a nice big cave or, or a good clan that can protect you from, from the predators that roam the night. Uh, we don't necessarily have to worry about those things these days, but um, <laughs> if you wandered around at night, you're likely to get eaten by something that can see in the dark. And police officers in, in today's world, we, we work at night. We work at all hours of the day. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. There is no turning it off. So what that really means for us is that we're going we're gonna to actually have to learn to manage a life with, with irregular sleep. So we all know Lieutenant Gossard, who previously worked day shift, is now a night shifter again. So how is that adjustment? How are you adjusting going from sleeping at night to now having to stay awake all night? Uh, it's, it's difficult. Um, I went from working 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and totally flipping to working 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., uh, which means uh, I'm up at night and sleep during the day when, uh, just like the chief said, uh, I'm fighting the natural rhythm of, uh, of life with uh, sleeping when it's light out. And it's, you know, you have to get used to it um, as with anything. You know, I'm going to bed at 7 a.m., um, and I, I found, found that uh, I need 
typically a little bit more sleep when I'm working uh, this shift than when I work days. Uh, I you could get by with six, seven hours of sleep if I was working a day shift. I need at least eight, um, eight good hours at uh, if I'm sleeping during the day. So, um, and the other problem is, you know, that schedule just doesn't line up with uh, normal people. So, all of our meetings are scheduled during the day. Um, Podcasts you know, during the day. Podcasts during the day, um, and you know my family's up, you know normal times during the day. So, uh, you know it's it's tricky to kind of fit that life into uh, uh, a normal. Um, you know. Do you wear like a sleep mask or how do you? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah. that that really is an important point because it's like you know we don't think about this. It was only like 150 years ago. There was no like. It was only natural light. There's candlelight. Right. We didn't have a way to light up the night, and that's a challenge, uh, you know, for 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 anybody. Back in the day, it was common for people to, you know, go to go to sleep at like you know when the sun went down, uh, and then it was so many hours, and they would be awake for several hours in the middle of the night, and they called it the second sleep. Uh, you know that that you had another shift of sleep. So uh, you know the challenge is how do you make it okay for you to completely rest and that's not easy with with light right and then trying to uh you know there's tricks that uh, some people have i have blackout shades um you know a noise machine because i have small kids and uh they don't respect my uh my shift work <laughs> respect or sl- tie. my sleep yeah. right so they're they're noisy um so it's just an adjustment and how does that sleep work for like the days that you're off, do you st- try to stick to that schedule or do you some adjust people, a little bit? Yeah, some people can flip back and forth. Um, I can't, so I end up going to bed, you know, five o'clock in the morning. Um, so I, I adjust a little bit, but uh, I kind of maintain um, that that schedule for my own sake. Chief, do you have something? Yeah, and you know, this is a topic that's been pretty near and dear to my heart for the last few years because I, we're learning a lot more about what sleep deprivation does to us. Uh, it's, um, you know, we've talked about nutrition and we've talked about stress and sleep might be um, the keystone of it all, quite frankly, for good health. And it, most of us that we grew up in this generation, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, what we didn't realize is that, well, we might be dead sooner than, than we really want to because we're not sleeping. And uh, back in November, we, I was the host for our state uh, wellness Symposium. It was sponsored by the by uh, the National Institute of Public Health and Safety uh, and the Indiana Chiefs Police Association. And we brought in some some experts and we talked about wellness. Uh, and really the topic was, how do you hire officers healthy and retire them healthy? And one of the speakers that day was Dr. John Violante, who's done a lot of work in this area. And he he has some really, really stark data and facts that police officers must pay attention to and their families uh, must pay attention to this because shift work and sleep deprivation, uh, they've been associated with a four times greater risk of metabolic syndrome. And I think if you remember a few weeks ago, we kind of talked about what metabolic syndrome is. So when you talk about that combined with elevated stress levels, uh, police work can lead to inflammation in the arteries, which can, which can lead to cardiovascular disease. And then that leads into a negative hormonal cascade um, and re- with that shift work and with sleep deprivations, and, and, and really it gets worse from there. And individuals who work night shifts, we know they have a diminished cortisol response. 
So this leads to disruption in eating patterns that also can be associated with shift work and, and other lifestyle factors that, that all contribute to uh, metabolic syndrome. And so that's why, again, another reason why police officers, on average, are, are passing away anywhere from 15 to 17 years below the national norm. I mean, so that, I mean, if that doesn't get your attention, I don't, I don't know what will if you're a police officer. For, for a civilian, the average age of, 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 a, of a patient with a heart attack is 65 years, and for law enforcement, it's 49 years. Uh, heart attacks under the age of 45, 45% of, of police officers compared to 7% of the civilian population. And so it's, you know, it all begins and ends with sleep. And so understanding this and knowing, well, since we're open 24-7 and we can't shut it down, how do we manage lack of sleep? So that's where what you guys were talking about, you know, they, they, you know we kind of joke about it. We make silly things. But I tell people, if, if you need to put foil on your windows and wrap your head in bandages uh, and, and create the per- – to do it. You, you just need to do whatever you need to do to, to create the perfect sleeping environment. Um, and, and so sometimes, you know, that can mean doing things a little bit different than, than what the average person means. I, I know uh, as a shift worker, I spend a lot of time sleeping in a part of my basement where I've got a nice futon and it's nice and cool and it's quiet and there is no outside light. I've unplugged all of my electronics. I don't look at my phone prior to going to bed. I read before I go to bed instead of looking at my phone or watching TV because the blue light that's emanated from your phone and your TV and the things that are switching off the melatonin uh, in the production of melatonin in the brain. We could talk about this stuff, I think, all day long. And to not prioritize sleep is is to really do it at our own demise. And Ian, there's there's a strong correlation between exercise and sleep. If you talk about you know, how those two go really hand in hand. You know, we'll talk about fitness exercise next, next week. Uh, but you know, you have to recover. And this is something that it's taken me a lot of years to, to learn. You know, I used to think that I needed to grind it out in the gym every day and that's when I'm growing. And that's the complete opposite. Actually, you're growing, you're making those gains, uh, when you're outside of the gym, when you're eating that proper nutrition and when you're sleeping, uh, your body has to recover. Uh, so you need proper sleep to get that recovery going. Uh, you know, so when I was out in, in Reno, Nevada, uh, with specialty health, uh, once again, shout out to Greeny, Ethan and Shanti. Uh, you know, there was three, three golden rules that they, they told me and it is each vegetables, uh, lift heavy weight and sleep like a teenager. And they said, you know, sleep is probably the most important out of everything because you need it for recovery. And so you're operating right. And, uh, you know, a lot of people put that on the back burner because they got to get stuff done. You know, um, you know, going back to, you know, last week when we were talking about stress and I said, hey, you know, we, we signed up for this job and we we had a great idea of what we we're getting ourselves into. Uh, just like with stress, sleep uh, deprivation, unfortunately, is kind of inevitable. Uh, at least on certain days, right? And so uh, the one thing that you know they they said was treat your sleep. You know, it's like a, it's like a battery. You gotta charge that battery. So through the week, uh, LT Gossard, if he's uh, you know not getting that sleep, he's only getting five hours of sleep because he's working that shift. When that weekend comes, 
you need to charge that battery, so you need to sleep in. And a lot of people think that's being lazy, but your body needs it. So if you got to sleep that 10, 11 hours, do it because you're making up for the, through the week when you only slept four and five hours in that 24-hour shift. So. You know, the other thing that's, uh, that's sort of um, understood in this is also the quality of the time that you are asleep. In other words, not all sleep is, is identical. You know, how out are you? Uh, you know, the research is pretty interesting about, you know, there are some people who do very well with a certain number of hours, not the typical, stereotypical eight hours, but this many hours, and then power napping. It's, it's really how deeply you go into this recovery mode. And so there's not only just one way. And I was thinking for police officers where, and, and especially working as, as Brian is, you know, working at night when there's disruptions with kids and stuff, uh, that that it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be eight hours of contiguous sleep. I think this it's, it's worth researching and looking into this about, you know, getting the quality because, you know, a healthy sleep, you're not deeply under, you know, REM sleep and, you know, how... how um, close to consciousness are you how deeply unconscious are you it's worth officers especially understanding uh the physiology of sleep and and how deeply you're going into into sleep i think that'll close it up for today um again thanks to our guest dr will chief flannel and ian for giving us that great information and you know it's it's again it's tough to make decisions the tough decisions we have to make without good sleep and then going back to our nutrition stress all building on kind of our four-part series here of uh, officer wellness so thanks for listening uh, chief did you have one final comment i i do because this the, again this topic is so uh important and we could spend a lot of time talking about it i think one thing that we couldn't do before we leave is just maybe give a couple of references maybe we can put a few things in the in the show notes where people can go but i think in particular interest for police officers uh dr kirk parsley uh he's a he's a uh sleep expert. He's a retired Navy SEAL and a medical doctor. He's got a very unique perspective about shift work and law enforcement and the correlation between a lot of the work that he did and a lot of his research and how that it does affect police officers. And he's, he's got a TEDx uh, talk in Reno that's on the website. Maybe we can put the link up. And I would highly encourage people to start there. If they're having some issues with sleep, start there and then uh, begin to do your own research and find what's going to work for you. Excellent information. Want to hit the 5K before we leave? Lafayette Police <laughs> Department's hosting their first annual Foot Pursuit 5K, as I spoke about last week. It's going to be on April 21st of this year. Uh, it's at SIA. It's on the east side of their property where they have their own 5K course. Uh, registration's live, so go to footpursuit5k.itsyourace.com. We already have several people signed up, so thank you to them. Uh, several good sponsors, thank you to them as well. Uh, immediately after the race, we're going to have the SWAT pull-up challenge, uh, both men's and women's divisions. We have great prizes for both the race and the pull-up challenge. Uh, it should be a great event. I'd love to see 200-plus participants that day. So uh, please sign up for the race. You get an awesome T-shirt and mingle with the police. It's a great day. And, Patty, if you have one of uh, – let us know about what the city's doing. Absolutely. You can always follow the city. We have – Lots of ways for you to connect with us. The best one probably right now, Facebook. We have the Foot Pursuit 5K as an event on Facebook. When you're on Facebook, search for Lafayette IN. You'll see lots of different ways to connect with us there. All right, great. We'll see you next week when we wrap up our four-part series with exercise. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the Squad from the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe for new ones on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question for the show, you can email it to podcast at lafayette.in.gov or connect with us on Nextdoor, Twitter, and on our website, lafayettepolice.us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Inside the Squad. Inside the Squad.